Hey guys, welcome back to Honey in the Rock episode 44. I'm Sophie, and today we have the first third time appearance. This yep. is Macy. <laughs> Hi, you're used to this. Um, so Macy was on the second episode, and then she was on the episode with our two other friends. Um, but today she's back going to talk about Ecuador for the second time. Um, the second episode ever was her sharing um, about mission trip there and just missions and all the things and so she went on a trip there again recently and she's just going to share about it again because I think it's just really encouraging for people here um, but also to like remind you guys not to be um, ashamed about not ashamed but you know to not normalize it I don't really know what I'm looking for it but just to um, encourage you guys as well um, so just to go straight into it um, where, what is a quick summary of where you went and then what you did there? Yeah, so um, we went to Misawahi, Ecuador, um, and that is like sort of a remote village five hours into the Amazon jungle. Um, so not really what you imagine, very like tropical looking, very humid, hot, um, just a small village deep in the jungle. Yeah. Um, and then we spent three days um doing bible study math and science projects at the school it's called antioch christian academy mm -hmm. um, and it is a school in antioch um, so we spent three days there doing those lessons in the morning and then in the afternoon we held bible study clinics mm -hmm. where we did drills and just kind of like taught them some skills to learn um, with around 40 kids that are from the school not from the school can speak english can't speak english so kind of hit all boundaries there yeah and then had a tournament at the end and then um on the fourth day of the week we went to a different remote village where our idea was to paint the basketball courts for them and run like a little mini vbs type of mm -hmm. situation but yeah. it was raining um so god had different plans for us yep. so we didn't paint the basketball courts um but it worked out perfectly to really just interact with the kids hands-on and then there was a kind of like show that they were performing that we yeah. weren't aware of. Um, so we really ought to see a little bit into their culture and so just cool. hang out with the kids. So. Yeah. Um, and then I think what's just like so cool about that is how some do speak English and some don't. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean they don't deserve to be reached. I mean, mm -hmm. there's so many unreached people groups. And a lot of people are called to where you are right now. Like mm -hmm. my mom says a lot. She's like, I'm called right here, Green Claw Carolina, in my house. And, you know, so many people are called here. And obviously, like, while you're here, you're called to your friends and your like, teams and your sports and your school and your all people, like, yes, reach here. But also, we have to go. I mean, that's what it mm -hmm. says in Matthew 28, 19. It says, go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so it's like, we're commanded to go. Mm -hmm. And whether your go is here in Greenville, South Carolina, or where you live, or if your go is across the seas. Um, and so what, um, I'm sure this is going to be hard to choose one, but like what was one of the most impactful parts of this trip? Um, so going back, I would say the most impactful thing was to see the kids that I had made connections with and relationships, mm -hmm. relationships with over the years yeah. and to rekindle those and just right. to see their, their smiles again and like be able to talk to them because we only spent two days with them last year mm -hmm. and from going for the next like six months to deeming them and like talking to them and getting to know them and then to 
see them again mm-hmm. was so kind of like a full circle moment, but also like, okay, yeah, like right. this is so important. Right. right. I think what was really cool, like to be in my position, to see you like talking to them all year and how excited you would get to talk to them again. And so it's just like cool to see like you're going there technically to be helping them, showing them Jesus, but then they're also helping you, but or like impacting you as well. But mm-hmm. it was, I think it was probably from what we were talking, it was probably really also impactful for them, for you guys to go back to see that that's how much you guys love them and love the Lord yeah. that we're willing to make this trip again to, you know, keep loving on you and see you again. And so it's probably really cool for them to yeah. see the same group twice. Yeah. They, a lot of the kids, um, they, they're at a Christian school, so they see a lot of mission groups, mm-hmm. but no group has ever gone back. And so they told us, like, they were like, you know, in a, in the world that they live in and the things that they go through, um, there's a lot of trust that can be broken and a lot of mm-hmm. things that go away in their life right. and that aren't sus- sustainable in their right. lives. And for us to go back was kind of like a very big, yeah. you know, trust relationship with them. Like our sponsor kid who... I talk to all the time and who we just care about so, so much. Um, we got him a messy jersey for just to give him right. because he's a big soccer fan. And to see like the joy that he got from just that one jersey that like mm. I felt right. Obviously I knew he would love, but I didn't knew knew it was gonna be that big of an impact right. for him to the point where it brought tears to his eyes. Right. And the fact that he was just like so astonished and so grateful by this like right. one jersey was just so cool. it really shows how much they speak from their heart and aren't afraid to show right. their emotions. That's the importance of connection to mm-hmm. connect with people. So whether that's you're connecting with people across the seas to share the good news of Jesus, or whether that's you know you're connecting with someone across the street, but continuing to show up, continuing yeah. to pour into people and love on people. Because I think often I have a hard time of like you know you can give and you can give and give and you're gonna run out. But often when you're giving, you're gonna also be receiving just mm-hmm. by their joy and their reactions yeah obviously it's not always gonna be um, perfect but okay so this is kind of similar um but actually not really this is about connection but it's <laughs> not about that so you shared that some of the kids don't speak english so um how can you make a connection when you're unable to communicate in like the form of speaking yeah so um in Ecuador, obviously, with the boundary of speaking English versus Spanish, but then there's also that cultural boundary that can, you know, put a divide based off of where we're coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very hard to sort of work around, right. especially because I can't speak Spanish whatsoever. Right. Um, so that is like a difficult thing to kind of work around. But I like to say that there's no boundaries with Jesus. So although you may feel like there's a boundary, there's still a way to communicate with them even though it's not through physically communicating like I think it is very easy to communicate with another person through laughter which can sound a little like silly and like how do you mean by that but just like playing duck duck goose Mm -hmm. or carrying them around on your backs and just like making them laugh shows the joy of God and it can also be a reverse way for me to see going to these villages with nothing and to see how they're living and to see how they live their life daily but to see them laugh mm-hmm. and have so much fun putting yeah. on like tattoos and stickers just by like giving 
to them and seeing how happy that makes them and just yeah. seeing the light of God through all of that mm-hmm. really shows the way of communication without physically being able to speak. I love how you said there's like no boundaries for God. Mm-hmm. There's no boundaries to share the gospel. That, like, And there's culture boundaries, of course. But I mean, if you look at the story of the woman at the well and John, um, mm-hmm. you're going to see that the lady Jesus talked to that was culturally unacceptable. Mm-hmm. She was a woman for the first place, but she was also a Samaritan woman, and yeah. he was a Jew. And he from that point, to, he was he not did. supposed to talk to her. Yeah. And but he did. Mm-hmm. And when his disciples came back and saw Jesus talking to this woman, they weren't like, "What are you doing? Like, get out of here." Mm-hmm. They just were like, "Yeah, Jesus is doing what he does." And I'm sure they probably ended up having questions, but their first reaction was just like, "Yeah." Yeah, like if God's gonna work there, He's gonna work there. Right. Like, nothing is gonna get in His no. way. And so that's really cool just to see. Um, and so yeah, there's like there might technically be cultural boundaries mm-hmm. or um, communication thing. Like there's gonna be things, but yeah. that doesn't mean God can't work in that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you shared a story with me when you got back about the story about the basketball. Yes. Will you share that with them? Because yes. I think that's just like really cool and just to see the importance of encouraging one another and lifting each other up and how much words matter mm-hmm. and so just speaking life over people so um we should that story yes um so at antioch christian school one of the big parts of that organization is basketball outreach um and just the importance of reaching students through basketball and sort of building that aspect of a team and again uplifting each other and encouraging each other while also doing it in the light of God. Um, it's just a big, important part of their missionary work there. Um, and so our team was able to really be in, kind of work with them on that at the end of the school day and do the, you know, teach them the lessons and also at the end of, on the third day, do a tournament type thing where mm-hmm. each day we spent time with their te- with one team and it was the same team all three days, which was really good to be able to build yeah. a little relationship right. with the kids, but also just kind of form a full-on team. Mm. So me and my dad were on a team. Yeah. We had a team right. of about six students speaking English, Spanish. Some of them didn't, but one of the students, his name is Marcus, was um, on our team, but also in our class. So that was really cool to be able to see him in school, but also on the basketball courts yeah. to see kind of both sides of him. And he's right. a very passionate basketball kid, like mm. great at basketball, like loved to watch him play. He's an amazing player. But on the first two games of our tournament on the last day um, we lost the games and I immediately saw his expressions change the way he played change because he felt down on himself right he was like you know we lost the first two just how any kid would feel after losing it's not right. a great feeling yeah. but it was easy for him to change the way that he was feeling towards the game right. and also get closed in on the way he wanted to play so he stopped shooting and he kind of lost all confidence in him and also in the game that he was playing. Um, so just after me and my dad, like going over to him and being like, you are a great player. You have to just have trust in yourself, in the team. Like keep playing the game that you know how to play because nothing's wrong with the way you're playing. Great player. You just have to have trust in yourself. And just by a simple encouragement, his demeanor and the way that he played and just his trust in himself and just the way that he was going to fully commit to the game completely changed right. and so the next game we played we won and then we played another game we won and we ended up playing 
the whole way to win the whole entire championship. And it was so amazing to see his change of being unencouraged and not have trust in himself to the total opposite. It was one moment, it was the championship game, and it was like, I don't know, close to the end of the game. And he had to make two free throws, or one of his free throws to tie it, to go into overtime. And he missed the first one. And three games ago, he would have missed the second because he had no trust in himself and he wasn't encouraged. But I could see him slow down, take his time, and he made it. And I was staying on the sideline cheering like crazy. Right. And he just looked at me with like the biggest smile on his face. And he was so proud of himself. And it was just amazing to see that change and their excitement and, again, their joy. Right. And like the small thing of like the confident – and your ability to do something with help of the Lord. And so it's like whatever situation you're in, if it's a new place, if it's a new – just have confidence in yourself in the situation of you are his. And so um, maybe by your own abilities you're not able to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe – but use the gifts that the Lord has given you um, and then see those gifts in other people and encourage them through that. So it's like yeah. you saw the gift of that he was good at his basketball game. And – you can encourage him in that gift, in that thing that God, you know, gave him to be good at, this gift, and encourage him in that so he can, you know, have confidence in himself of what the Lord gave him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just, I think another important thing of there is where your identity is found. Because I think sometimes, um, not in his situation, of course, but in some situations, um, it can be really hard when your identity is in something of the world it's going to fall. It's going to mess up. You're going to lose a game. You're going to lose a job. Like the bad thing is going to happen. But when your identity is found in Jesus, you can, you know, get back up and, you know, win the next game or get back up and have a smile on your face. Um, So there's just like really cool to see just like a little bit of encouragement can go such a long way. Yeah. Yeah, And the importance of just like lifting one another up. There's enough people in this world to tear each other down. And so as Christians, we need to be building each other up yeah, it says um, that so many times in the bible yeah. the importance of we, we read hebrews 10 in our bible study lesson and one of the part of that passage talks about the importance of encouraging each other mm-hmm. and doing your faith with a team right. and not doing your faith alone because you can do it alone but it's going to be a lot harder mm-hmm. if you're doing it with like if you're doing it by yourself right. so it is important to encourage each other and like yeah. do your walk with you know walk hand in hand with each other it's right. like right. it's so important and it's it's just so key to see yeah. it there. Yeah. Um. So you share a little bit that this vision trip you got to see like more scenery. You got mm-hmm. to be a little more not a tourist. You did a ton of like hands on work, but you did get to do a little more scenery that you were unable to do last year. Mm-hmm. Um. And so how did this? It's kind of turning changing <laughs> topics, but just how did it impact you to see God's scenery and just beautiful things that the Lord has made? in a completely different part of the world. Yeah, um, it's something kind of undescribable because here um, where we live in the States, um, most of us live in a very nice area where it is beautiful, Mm -hmm. um, but it's a completely different type of beautiful when you're going to a country, a third world country that is um, very run down and, you know, not as high in status is the way that we live here but it's so beautiful in a totally opposite way but it's just so crazy to like look at 
the waterfalls that they have and just the amazing creatures that they have there it's like all the animals all of the scenery just seeing it all it's just kind of hard it's just like where i live versus where they live was both made by god and it's kind of something you have to wrap your mind around because it's kind of like so surreal but it's just something that like is so indescribable how beautiful it is and maybe not to everybody but like all i see when they're i just see beauty everywhere i am but i also see god's creation so much in the kids Mm -hmm. Because they're just have such a light in their hearts. And it goes back to the importance of like finding refuge in the Lord rather than in the world. Because if these people didn't do that, their lives are already so hard, but they wouldn't have a foundation without God. And they know that. And so they find refuge in their joy in God rather than the world. And I see beauty in that. Right. Because of how different their life is because of it. Um, Did it make God seem bigger? Like, just mm-hmm. to see some of the, like, the, you showed me a few pictures of, like, waterfalls and, not, like, all these different things. And it was, like, so beautiful. Yeah. But just to, like, I'm reading a book right now, and it's just, like, the attributes of God. Mm-hmm. And, like, me and this lady are going week by week. And one new thing each week. And we're all, like, here on earth, we're not going to be able to experience the fullness of god Mm -hmm. because he is god he's so big like there's just like no possible way our human brains can wrap around it but i just think exploring and seeing his creation just makes him seem so much bigger it really showed me the strength of god Mm. one of the things that we did is we went and saw like this huge waterfall waterfall and like it was huge and so strong like when you stood next to it Mm. like you're not under the waterfall but you could feel the splash of the water because of how powerful it is Mm -hmm. and I was just like really taken back and I was like God made that and that is so strong and it just shows the strength that he has that's so cool that's really cool I didn't think about that Mm -hmm. um so over the past year we've talked a lot about joy Mm -hmm. talked a lot about it on the podcast um you know you spoke at FCA just about this happiness you know the world things of this world might bring you happiness um but happiness also might lead you to sadness but the joy of the lord is forever and um, you can have joy with terrible circumstances because our circumstances circumstances do not define who god is Mm -hmm. um we have to remember the truth about god what the bible says about god you know during circumstances because that can't be controlled there Mm -hmm. um and so i think just this year like as we talked about that a lot together i've learned what joy looks like you know you can be joyful even when your friend died you can be joyful when there's a hurricane. You can be joyful if you have no money. You can be joyful because if you love God. Um, and so what in Ecuador um, reminded you of that joy that we can receive from the Lord? Um, just seeing the kids again. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I have just such a big heart for children. So it always comes back to seeing their smiles and to mm-hmm. see that they have, they're 13, 12, some even younger, where they have not lived long enough to have an impact on their circumstances. Those children didn't choose their circumstances, but no matter their circumstances, they're still living their life in the joy of the Lord. And that is something that is just so impactful to see and taught me so much about my own circumstances to the point where it's just so evident that they have the love of God in their hearts and that in return brings them so much joy like playing a basketball game or even like 
doing a simple Bible study lesson, like that it's so you can see it so clearly. Right. Like it's yeah. one of the things that we did in the Bible study was on the last day we I printed I was in charge of the lesson, so I printed out crosses and I was like, you can write words like faith, love, what God means to you. Um, so my mind was thinking just words, but they took it to a whole different level, yeah. which was like so, so amazing to watch. Like these kids were writing stories where God protected them. Um, my sponsor kid wrote about a story where snakes slithered over his feet and it didn't bite him. And he saw God there because he was protected. And one kid wrote, I belong to Jesus on his cross. And I was like, these kids are amazing. Like, these kids show me so much love and so much joy. And it just really comes down to them. They're cool. And the importance of, like, looking for Jesus and everything. You could mm-hmm. say that snake just go ran across my feet and, oh, that's a coincidence. Like, yeah. Coincidence. <laughs> Come on. I don't know what the right word is. Coincidence. Coincidence. Okay. Coincidence. That sounds right. <laughs> You could be like, oh, that was an accident. You yeah. know, oh, well, like, oops, how funny. Or you could be like, well, the Lord just protected me. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to put on our Jesus lens in that way yeah. and just see that he is protecting us. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when the circumstance is bad, that doesn't mean God's not protecting you. Protecting you. It might just mean he's doing something else in that situation, and you might not see it till a little later in mm-hmm. online. Um, well, thank you for sharing. Thank, thank you. you for coming back. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. And again. <laughs> um, so, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm going to have one more quick segment after this. Um, but thank you for listening to Macy. Thank you for thank you. joining. You'll probably see her a lot of more times. <laughs> more willing. <laughs> she won't give up on me on this. I'm <laughs> um, back. And I have our next guest, Erin. Hi guys, she's back. She was on a couple episodes ago. I don't our long yeah. long episodes ago, like the third. I episode. kind of forgot no. where I, yeah. I was okay. one of the first guests. She yes. was one of the first guests. Don't worry. If you need a refresher of this family tree, it gets really complicated. Matt and Allie that were both on. Allie is her sister. Matt is her brother-in-law. My brother Casey is her boyfriend. boyfriend. <laughs> she's my friend. Yep. We're just all it's connected. Just, yeah, it gets really complicated. So if you don't follow that, that's okay. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. All you need to know is that she's here right now. And we're matching. And guess what? It wasn't on purpose. No. Sometimes, I'm not going to say we match on purpose. But, but we do. It just happens that we're happening to be yeah. both doing the same thing. Or something that really goes well together. But this no joke, she showed up this morning and I looked at her and we could not stop laughing because we both have the same wash jean short on mm-hmm. and we both have lavender tank tops on yep purely coincidental it really was like no joke it was not on mm-hmm. purpose at all and so that was just really great yeah um so what you just heard was macy talking about her experience at ecuador and now you're gonna hear um, a little bit a little bit not quite as much um from erin about her trip to north africa a few weeks ago but it is the fourth of july it's Happy Fourth of July. If you're listening to this when it comes out, good job. Thanks. It is the Fourth of July right now. Um, but if it's a little later, you probably just had that. So I hope you had fun and safe time. We're about to go to the lake. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see me tubing and jumping in the water. Yeah. All the things. So we're just going to get right into it. So what did you do and where did – okay, where did you go? <laughs> well, 
We went to North Africa. Yes. Um, and with... then share your what your everyday looked like. Okay. You can just go all at once. Okay. So um, we went to, it was like a group of people from our church, um, and we went to kind of like work alongside with this couple from our church, or that was like sent out from our church that lives there. Right. Um, and so our day-to-day was just doing whatever they did, like what they would normally do. Um, and so it was a lot of walking around and finding people that spoke English and then starting a conversation with them and then like eventually getting to the gospel. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think it's really cool about that is how practical it is of like, I think it is so great. Like what a lot of what makes you shared was so cool and so great of like how they went and served these certain people and it was planned for them to serve these BBS and this like group and basketball, like all these things like was planned out to serve these people, which I think is like so amazing and so great. But what I think is really cool about your trip was how it wasn't like you guys were working at a camp or working a BBS. Mm-hmm. It was like, we're just going to go out and start walking and, and, you know, talk to people wherever. Our The family from our church that's there, that's what she says a lot is that they just like get on the train and you stand beside somebody and you try to start a conversation. Yeah. And it seems like it would be so awkward. Like, I cannot imagine walking around a park here and just, like, going to sit by someone and talking to them. But right. there is just so normal and so natural. Yeah. Like, they really just love talking to people. And so we'd just be, like, at a restaurant or, like, at the park or on the street. Right. And I'm like, nobody's going to want to talk to us. But then we started, and they were so friendly. And I was like, okay, they perfect. do want to talk to you. And then um, the cultural difference there. Mm-hmm. Is like, is it Muslim? Yes. So where they are in North Africa, probably a lot of North Africa, is like Muslim. It's an Islamic country. country so yes, it's illegal to for. be anything else. Yes, that's what I was trying to say. That was much smoother. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so just going into that, you're going to, like, you have to kind of realize, like, if these people choose to follow Jesus, they are putting down a, aside a lot. Mm-hmm. But then was it hard to just, like, go up and talk? To people about the, your faith about in you know, a Christianity when you know that they're probably already have a religion. Yeah, it was hard because, like, it's hard to just go up to someone and be like, "I know that you were born into this, and like, this is what you believed your whole life, but it's completely not true." Right. And this God that you worship can do nothing for you, right. and you're actually on your way to hell. Like, how right. do you say that right. nicely and then just be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, right. what, what do you have? Like, what do you believe? Right. Um, and so that was kind of hard because at some point I was like, what's the point? Because, like, right. it's very unlikely that they're just going to accept it and believe right away. Um, but that was when I just kind of had to remind myself that this is a seed being planted. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't accept it right now, two years down the road they could remember or like have a dream or see something um and so I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing I'm being faithful to tell them and um it's up to the Lord to like soften their heart and help them believe that's so good yeah so just knowing it you're you just got to be faithful what you're doing yeah and that we're not in control of the salvation of anybody even here in America like if you're sharing a classmate like your job is to faithfully obey the Lord and abide in him and share your job is not to save yeah. that person um so that's really good and then also um at church maybe this week or last I don't know but it just like talks about how their country 
and to follow their religion like they're working so hard to do mm-hmm. this thing that's not promised it'll work right and so they're they're trying to follow these rules and do these things and pray this thing and like really working hard but then like if you ask them they're just like well yeah we like this is a mess i just like something like yeah i hope it works or yeah i hope we get to go to heaven or wherever they're supposed to go i don't really know but like i hope i hope but then we have can so confidently be like well the god we believe in is real and it's different than all of these little gods that you're trying to believe in because of this this, and this and i am confident since i believe in jesus i get to go to heaven one day and it's just like so freeing to know that we can be confident in it and it's kind of heartbreaking that they're living their lives and their culture and their religion and like literally everything in their life around this thing that they're hoping will work yeah yeah um okay and then what was like a tactic you used to change the conversation around jesus so you could share with a non-believer there yeah I was gonna um, add something, but I got nothing else to add. Well, we it was kind of like the same thing every conversation because it yeah. worked, and so we would just like I was mainly with um, one of my good friends that came on the trip, and so we were like tag teaming it. And so was it Madison, yes, it was Madison. She's the one that was on the podcast about science. Yes, she was. She's very smart. Um, okay, so Continue. she we would like go together, and we would just find people um, and just say like, "Hey, we're here visiting. What should we do?" Or here, and then they would tell us, and then I would say, um, "Well, like we're trying to kind of learn more about the culture. Like, what do people believe here?" And they would say, "Like, oh, obviously everybody here is Muslim." And then I would say, "Like, well, are you Muslim?" And like, there it's like not offensive at all to right. ask them, and they would be like, "Oh, of course." And so then I would say, um, "Like, so, so, what do you have to do to get your sins forgiven?" And then they would like list all the things, and so then I would say, "So." you know you're going to heaven, right? And they'd be like, oh, no, of course not. Right. And I would be like, is that not scary? They're like, yeah, it's really scary. And I was like, it broke my heart because it's like, you know that, like, yeah. this is not guaranteed. And they were like, yeah, but, like, only only God knows if we'll, if we'll go to heaven. And then I would just kind of shift it to, well, this is what I believe. Like, I know I'm going to heaven. I know if I died right now, I'd be going to heaven. Right. And one girl even told me, she was like, I know if I die right now, I'm going to hell because of like sins that I've done. And it's just mm-hmm. like, why can you not see? Right. Like, right. And so um, that was just kind of how we shifted it. And then even just like talking about um, like how we have a personal relationship mm-hmm. with Jesus because in their religion, it's like they're kind of servants. And so I would just talk about how God is my father and like he's brought me into his family because he loves me and wants to have a relationship mm-hmm. with me. And that's like, it's not something. It's not an idea that's familiar to them. Yeah. And so it was always kind of cool to see their reaction. Because some people were like, this is amazing. I've never heard this before. Right. And then others were like, that's not true. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we can agree to disagree. Right. Because um, at the end of the day, like, the Lord can soften your heart. But, right. um, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Um, something I watched the other day was kind of cool. It was a... It is like hard thing. It's like, well, how do you know your God is true when all of these mm-hmm. people think they're like little G gods are true or real or whatever? And I watched this video and it was a Muslim who had converted to Christianity and they shared all of the reasons why like our God is real. And it was just really cool to just see the difference of, well, like right then it's probably hard for them to believe. They're like, no, our God is true. Like, why would I believe that? Right. But it was just kind of cool to see after 
they like, you know, gave them their life to Jesus just to see. They were like, oh, this is how God yeah. is real. Um, so I don't really know what it was called, but yeah, we'll go up that. And that's why we did a lot of praying that like the Lord would just open their eyes because mm-hmm. they their hearts are so hardened and they're mm-hmm. just like Islam is just so built into the culture there. Right. That's like once they get out of that, they really are so open. Right. And so we did find a few people where they were like, I hate Islam. Or like, I know that there's something out there, but I don't know what. And so it was so much easier yeah. to share with those people right. because like the gospel really is amazing like for anyone to hear. Yeah. But when they're so blinded and just like living in so much darkness, it's so hard. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard. So well, thank you for sharing all of this. Of course. Um, and then this was a special little episode. Two guests. Wow, you guys are lucky. I know. (laughs) Okay, well, see you guys next Tuesday. Thanks for listening and watching and all the things. Bye. Bye.